What's up, everybody? A couple of things before we get to the show. If you're ever in San Antonio and maybe you want to play a quick round of golf, maybe get some driving practice in, maybe grab a couple of beers and grab a bite to eat at the clubhouse, well, then check out San Pedro Driving Range and Par 3 Course. They have, of course, a clubhouse with a wide selection of food and beer, and they have day passes and night passes for their driving range and their golf course. So if you're ever in that area, check them out. And if you do go there, tell them that Collateral Cinema sent you. And our podcast shout-out is an awesome horror movie podcast hosted by Alex West and Andrea Supersati. It's called the Faculty of Horror Podcast, and they touch on all everything that is horror. I'm talking everything from The Thing to Audition to Gremlins to The Witch. They've done all kinds of awesome horror movies and they give an academic spin to everything that we love about horror. And I highly recommend you check them out. You can find them on Twitter. You can find them on Facebook. And you can find them wherever you get your podcasts. And so definitely check them out. I highly recommend it. And once again, check out San Pedro Driving Range and Par 3 Course. And with all that out of the way, on with the show. I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Robert Ortegon. I'm Ashley Chancellor. I'm Dakota Chancellor. This is Collateral Cinema. Welcome to Collateral Cinema, the only movie podcast that matters, where we focus on good movies, bad movies, and everything else in between in the world of cinema. We are podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas, and yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast. So whatever you have, be it dabs, be it blunts, be it joints, be it bowls, whatever, smoke it if you got it. And my, have we been smoking it? <laughs> well, not everybody here, but... You know how it is, ladies and gentlemen. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. Sent from my iPhone. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> Not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. How, how's 2019 going for you guys so Terrible. far? Woo! Hey. No negativity. No negativity, motherfucker. You want to have a good year? Be positive about it. Be positive. Exactly. Who says I want a good year? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, you could just fucking leave. <laughs> yeah, out the door, motherfucker, right now. We don't need your negativity. Hell no. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are checking out a very interesting movie for our first episode of 2019. We are checking out a little movie from 10 years ago. It was directed by Kyle Newman, and it is a love letter to Star Wars fandom. It is fanboys. We watched this movie maybe about a week or two ago, and... Robert is the one who suggested we do this movie. Robert, why did you bring this movie to the podcast? For one thing, I know Dakota and Ash were Star Wars geeks, and, you know, I thought everybody could relate a little bit to this film, you know? Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, and Ash, Dakota, what did y'all think about this movie? 
I loved it. Being a person who's always grown up watching Star Wars, you know, it was it was really good. I saw a lot of actors that I knew, so it kind of brought me to it. I liked it a lot. Awesome, awesome. How about you, Ash? I think it was a love letter to Star Wars fans, like you said, and also to fandoms in general. The characters I was invested in as well. The, the characters are very interesting. They are played by some very noteworthy actors, actually. Sam Huntington, who was... He was in The Girl Next Door, right? Sam Huntington? He's yeah, the, 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 com- the comedy one, not the fucked-up Jack Ketchum one. Oh, <laughs> we uh, have, have to clarify. That's uh, Linus's character. That's Linus's character? Yeah, Chris Marquette. Chris Marquette? Was the girl next door. Sam Huntington was... Uh, Okay, I stand corrected then. Uh, Detroit Rock City. <laughs> oh, that's no, right. Detroit Rock City. Tim Allen's Jungle to Jungle. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Was he the kid in that yeah, movie? Yeah, he's the kid. Oh, my God. That movie is so fucking racist. <laughs> <laughs> like, that movie is terrible, honestly. Not another teen movie. And that's a good movie, though. Very overrated parody. Or underrated, I should say. Yeah, I know Sam Huntington from that stupid TV show on Netflix, uh, Being Human. Yeah. It's weird. It's uh, I, I just watched it with my family once. I can't say I've seen that yet, honestly. But maybe I'll check it out. I don't know. And, yeah, Sam Huntington from Detroit Rock City and Chris Marquette, he was the one Girl from... Girl Next Door. Girl Next Door, and, yeah. Uh, just Friends with Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Right on. And Kristen Bell is in this as well. Oh, oh Kristen oh, Bell. Yeah, Kristen Bell is awesome. Yeah, I remember She's seeing her in Heroes. That was Heroes. my favorite appearance for her. Dakota and I have oh, watched yeah? Heroes so many times. I can't say I've really seen Heroes, honestly. So, like, forgetting Sarah Marshall? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What what part did she play? Was she Sarah Marshall or was she someone else? I forgot, but Jason Siegel's in that movie? Yeah, 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 yeah. She's also in uh, Bad Moms, I think. Yeah, yeah oh, I saw that movie wow. theater. And she was... At the beginning of the disaster artist. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Once again, we've come back to the room in the disaster artist on Collateral Cinema. It never goes away. No, it will never go away. It will never go away. It will always be in our hearts. Exactly. Exactly. And Dan Fogler, he was uh, in Balls of Fury, right? Yeah. <laughs> that cool. fucking movie. Was it Randy <laughs> Daytona? <laughs> yeah, Randy <laughs> Daytona. <laughs> That is not a subtle name at all for a character. That's almost worse than Pistachio Disguise. <laughs> Who's your daddy? Ah, damn it. And Jay Baruchel, he was the really, really nerdy kid, right? The yeah, virgin. Yeah. I, I know him from How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, He's yeah, yeah. the voice yeah. for Hiccup. Hey, that that's awesome, voice is actually. unmistakable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Freaks and Geeks, Undeclared. Yes, he was Freaks and Geeks. So that is actually a pretty impressive cast, along with a bunch of cameos that we're going to get into a little later on. We won't drop any names just yet, but, man, there are some glorious cameos in this movie. <laughs> Fucking amazing. Only thing that would have been better is if Stan Lee would have shown up somewhere. Yeah. Just in there somewhere. Like yeah. We're all thinking that, right? Exactly. The ultimate cameo. Rest in peace, Maybe like Stan in the Lee. Star Trek convention in Vegas. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That would have been perfect. And everybody would have been like, why the fuck are you here? <laughs> <laughs> I just like cameos. Yeah, like in Teen Titans Go? Yeah. The, the movie? Stanley doesn't need a reason to have a cameo. Oh, of course not. E- even even from beyond the grave, he's going to find a way. He'll make any movie better. Yeah, I bet you that there's going to be a 
there's going to be ghostly apparitions of Stanley and Marvel movies for years to come. Yeah, the uh, cameo scene in Into the Spider-Verse, that was touching. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen that movie yet. It's pretty highly recommended, of it's course. Good. Oh, yeah. I think it just won the Golden Globe for Best Animated Feature That's as well. Cool. Yeah. So that could be a portent of some Oscar gold. Who knows? <laughs> See, obviously, just like the main characters of this movie, we're all fanboys. Oh, oh yeah. definitely. Oh, yeah. In in one way or another. I right. mean, many of us were fanboys in many, many different ways, uh-huh. though. You know, like I've always been traditionally, of course, a movie buff, but also an anime and manga nerd, although I don't really indulge in it all that much anymore, to tell the truth. I know that you two do. YouTube two Yeah, mostly me. I play video games and watch a lot of TV shows. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah. we're gamers. That's why we uh, started Collateral Gaming. Oh, yeah, of course. Gaming. Collateral Gaming. Our new gaming podcast hosted by the Chancellor Brothers. Obligatory shout out. Oh, of course. Yeah, we, <laughs> got, we got to promote that. Listen to our podcast. Please. Yeah. Give them a listen. It's a lot of fun. Also, Country Club. The shout Country out to Club. them. Shout out to y'all. Michael, Sam. Hell yeah. Check them out. Now, onto this movie in and of itself. Robert, you actually took some notes on the movie. Go ahead and tell us, what do you think are some of the more memorable scenes of this movie? You have some of it written down here. You know, the opening of the movie, yeah. where it's the Star Wars credits, and it leads to the Halloween party. Oh, that's and, so perfect. You know, Sam Huntington's character hadn't seen his friend since high school, you know? Yeah, yeah. And have the countdown for episode one and they're they're just waiting on that oh man wasn't that a magical time in history (laughs) and movie history yeah what were you guys doing in 98 i wasn't born yet i I was three years old ha 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 you 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 guys are just babies yeah yeah baby face baby face (laughs) that was the greatest thing because it was pretty much the last time you saw liam neeson yeah you know oh yeah 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 that's right yeah, he, it was after Phantom Menace that he had to dip out for a little while, yeah. right? And then coming back, doing the Taken, you know? Oh, Taken was great. Reintroducing him again. Yeah, but I feel that he got really, really typecast after Taken, though. That's something yeah, he, that I kind of feel. He's just a badass now. It seems like he's kind of playing the same character in yeah. every movie now. He's he's already at that point. They parodied that in uh, Daddy's Home, too. Yes. Oh, yeah? They go to watch a movie in a theater with Liam Neeson, and they actually get his voice. He doesn't make a physical appearance, but <laughs> his voice just, is there. Oh and he's God, like this generic like... badass who reunites with his family, and it's yep. it's it's really humorous. Oh, wow. That's amazing. <laughs> That's another great movie, or multiple movies, this Daddy's yeah. Home. It made me laugh. Yeah, but that opening Halloween party is just so perfect because I, I love how, you know, homeboys, they come in as Darth Vader and Stormtroopers and everybody was just like, seriously, again? Well, yeah. Same thing <laughs> last same, year. Same <laughs> thing as last year. It was a great introduction of all the characters. You know, you got to see who how they are, you know, yeah. the geeks. And, oh, it's great. Yeah, the exposition was done well. It was, yeah. It, it felt very natural. It natural. It wasn't yeah. forced in any way. I mean, it just kind of flowed from the characters themselves. You know? And you still got a good glimpse of each character's personality from the outset. Yeah, exactly. Another one of the scenes that I really, really, really liked was the... It was the uh, Star Trek scene. That was with the Star Trek fans, and, and that was in oh, I- yes. Idaho or Iowa? Iowa. Iowa, Iowa where they make their detour, right? <sighs> Fucking Iowa. They're, they're headed to Texas to go get, you know, the blueprint for the Star Trek Yeah, place. yeah, yeah, that's right. 
That's and right. And they detour to Iowa. Why would you detour to Iowa? Take Jesus Christ. Yeah. The only good thing that came from Iowa is Slipknot. <laughs> Pretty much, that's it. Or, or, or I think uh, Mudvayne is from... No, Mudvayne's from Illinois, right? Are they from Illinois or, I, or Iowa? I'm not really sure. Hey, James yeah. T. Kirk came from Iowa. Better shut your mouth. Oh, did I just get told off by Ash on the <laughs> podcast that I am fronting? Oh, <laughs> post up, Bo. I have just been challenged. Well, uh, Dakota and I are both Star Wars and Star Trek geeks. Yes, it's possible. Yeah. And, yeah, that and Doctor Who... Yeah, that, that, that whole scene where there was that conflict between the Star Wars and Star Trek fans was so perfect. And mm-hmm. in many ways, it may have kind of been kind of prophetic, actually. You know, especially with the way that fandom has become these days. But we're going to get into that later on as well. Now, the main thing behind the character's actual plan here is that Chris Marquette's character, Linus, it turns out that he's dying, right? Yeah, it's cancer. Yeah. And that's a pretty noble thing to do for your friend is try to get them to see something that they really, really love one last time. I mean, yeah, they've been planning that trip since they were kids. Yeah, just exactly. Dream come true. Hell yeah. And that, that's a hell of a road trip, you know? It's almost a pilgrimage in a way. Yeah, let's go on a road trip, guys. Oh, God. Where would we even go? California, go? obviously. California. Cali. <laughs> God damn. I'm thinking. Colorado. San hell Francisco. Yeah. Hell yeah. All the places where weed is legal. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Every place that weed is legal, we're going to have to go to. Like, definitely California. We need to go to Rhode Island. Yeah, Rhode Island would be interesting. There was a dude uh, that came into the store all the time that we work at. He definitely had that Rhode Island accent. He almost sounded exactly like Peter fucking Griffin. (laughs) 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 I swear to God, they do have that kind of accent. You mean Seth MacFarlane? Or, yeah, Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did he actually grow up in Rhode Island? I have no idea. I think he grew up on the East Coast in that general, you know, New England area. Oh, yeah, Seth MacFarlane's still pretty cool, I think. Yeah, great voice actor. Yeah, of course, of course. But, yeah, this, his character has cancer, and throughout the movie, he doesn't really take care of himself that well, does he? Like he no. he actually ends up in the hospital again at one point. Yeah, right? I think he fell out of a car. Yeah, yeah, oh, and yeah. he was he just fainted. And I mean, it does add a, an extra little layer of urgency to the movie, you know? Like his time's running out, you know. Yeah, and urgency that's needed especially since you're already starting with a countdown to Phantom Menace, you know? So it's both a countdown to the movie and a countdown to Linus's end, kind of, Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know? Because once he watches the movie, after that scene, we don't see him again. Yeah, you know, he, so you could say a theme of this movie would have been urgency. Yeah, urgency and, you know... He needs to see it. The passage so. of time as well. That's definitely a theme of this movie. Mm-hmm. This is some pit-ass guac you whipped up, man. I feel funny. Tingly. I feel, feel good. 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 Oh, this is cool. Guys, I don't think we're eating your everyday garden-variety guacamole. Got recipe for emerald, avocado, onion, chopped garlic. Hey! 
It's a very relatable theme. I mean, it's something that we've all had our groups of friends back in the day that we geeked out with. And as time goes on, you know, I mean, sometimes people drift apart. Sometimes they come back around and they get into the same things again. And that's very much what this movie is about. That's exactly what happens with these guys. Right? Yeah. We're talking about themes. You know, my mom would be proud. She's an English teacher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That, that, that's right. We do get into thematic elements, even with the bad movies. <laughs> Although this is not a bad movie at yeah, all. This is one of those. This is put it on, watch it with your friends every now and then. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I would actually love to watch this movie again. And it's very much because of the characters. It's a character driven yeah. movie. A lot of us can relate to these characters, right? Oh, definitely. Yes. I mean, <laughs> that's why we're yeah. going on a road trip. <laughs> I'm a major geek. Aren't we all? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why we're doing this podcast, right? And why we're doing collateral gaming and everything. You know, I mean, I th yeah. this is just total geek love here. Uh, it's 2019. I don't want any labels. Oh, whatever, <laughs> man. <laughs> oh, just my kidding. God. Okay you get your label. woke shit out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'll take a geek label. I like that one. Yeah, the geek label is definitely something that, in many ways, you can wear with pride. In other ways, yeah. As long as you don't call me a weeaboo, I'll be fine. Weeaboo. <laughs> Weeaboos. Everywhere. Uh, don't worry, I used to be kind of weeb myself. A little bit. Back in the day. Back in the day. In the day. When anime meant something. Right? Gundam Wing. Oh, yeah. Akira. Yeah, all that shit. You see, here we are. We're geeking out on fanboys, man. It's like, that's what's up. That's what's great about this movie. It actually kind of leads people to talk about their favorite fandom and what they're passionate about. In many yeah, ways. we've already met some of our requirements for this podcast. Oh my God, we just have phones dropping everywhere. It's total chaos. It's raining phones. It's chaos and 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 conspiracy or something. Just conspiracies, single <laughs> bullet theories everywhere. But we've met some of the requirements for a good podcast. You know, we have a room reference. Uh -huh. We've already geeked out. Uh-huh. <laughs> All we have to do is just completely fail to fact check anything, and we're complete. <laughs> <laughs> but, you and know, geeking out, that's the spirit of this film. Yeah, definitely. And it's something that actually makes me kind of nostalgic about back in the day, you know? And, you know, playing games or going and watching movies with your friends all the time. I mean... It really just kind of brings back that whole magical vibe of it. The all, 90s. You know? mm -hmm. Especially the 90s, late 90s. Yeah. I mean, late 90s, that was where I was about 16, 17, around that time. I, I turned 18 in, on 2001. Ooh. Or, or 2000, actually. It was 2000. Mm -hmm. That's why I came of age. So, yeah, I'm actually very nostalgic about that period right there, like mid to late 90s. Yeah, when I first saw this movie, I was, you know, preconceived to feel like it was a parody, a parody Star Wars movie. Yeah. Like Spaceballs or something, right? Yeah. But but then you watch it and you realize it's a really good movie. 
<laughs> and it's just funny. They're talking about the Star Wars and it being, you know, a geekdom, be a fanboy, but it's like you're in the spirit. Yeah. yeah that's good. And there's a level of reverence to it as yeah. well, like especially with the cameos, right, Robert? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, man, and what wonderful cameos they are. We'll definitely get into that a little bit later. When Robert mentioned this to me, I was kind of thinking like Dakota, like a Galaxy Quest kind of thing. <laughs> oh, but yeah. This is it, its own self-contained tale. You don't yeah. have to have any existing knowledge of Star Wars, but I think it's made better if you understand that fandom or any fandom. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's very much about love for fandom itself. Right, you know? except Star Trek, apparently. Oh, except Star Trek, of course. There's <laughs> even a little bit of love for that in there. Oh, Especially with the cameos. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Once, once again, we're going to get into it here a little bit. No, no by spoil yet. <laughs> Straight up. And yeah, th- their initial plan is to go to Skywalker Ranch and steal an early rough-cut copy of Phantom Menace. Robert, I mean... Would you try to do that? Huh. And how would you do it? <laughs> yeah, if we had the chance to meet up with William Shatner, yeah. Uh-huh. That'd be great. Well, there we go. We already spoiled one of them. Way to Sorry. go. Boo. Boo. Get out of here, Robert. Boo. Go home, Robert. Maybe later. Go home, <laughs> Maybe later. <laughs> Get in, loser. We're going shopping. <laughs> exactly. That's right, loser. Loser. We're going shopping. We're going to buy Star Wars movies. And we're going to geek out on all of them. I'm totally down to do a Star Wars marathon. That would be awesome. Like, I'm thinking prequels and then Solo. Uh, What was the other one? Rogue One. One. And then the original. And then the sequels. Hell yeah. That would actually be pretty primo. Like in order, like it's in supposed order. to be in yep. sequential order. In episode order. That would be fucking awesome, dude. I don't understand anyone that watches in release order. Yeah. No. The episodes were numbered for a reason. Yeah, it's so you can go through the whole storyline and everything. Yeah, and then there's the extended universe, of course. Yeah. You know, And the extended universe is something that I think is really, really rife for more, for more cinematic exposure, I think. I just wish Disney didn't have their hands oh, on God. it. Because th- there's some actual stories in, this, in the Star Wars universe that are almost like horror films. I, th- I think there's even one that's pretty much like a zombie movie really? type. Yeah, if, if I recall. I mean, if there's anybody who's into the Star Wars extended universe out there, y'all can totally correct us on Twitter. I mean, by all means. Extended <laughs> universe is called Legends now. Oh, really? It's and th- then there's Canon, as now redefined. Oh, and- I see. That, I think, just pretty much includes the movies, the Clone Wars series, Rebels. I think that's the only canon now. Yeah, and this movie has to fit in somewhere, fanboys. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah, hell yeah. Right before Phantom Menace. Yeah, yeah, that's what this is. You know, this is the origins of the galaxy far, far away that eventually (laughs) leads to Star Wars. There There you you go. go. That's right. Fan theory. Locked in. <laughs> Damn. Damn it, man. Still remember Y2K. But oh, that's man. just a theory. A fan theory. Oh, oh yeah. Shout out to Matt Pat. <laughs> so, what do you guys think of Star Trek? The original series is the best by far. By far. I remember See. watching them on G4 TV for a while. They yeah. had... They started off with the... Uh, 
Explain. original series, and then I think they got into Next Generation for a little while. They next don't talk shit about Next Gen. Too. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's I love great. Next Generation. I like the movies. For I actually shit. prefer Picard, honestly. I like his his intellect. Oh yeah, he he has a real cutting intellect, and he's also reasonable as well. Very reasonable person. Yeah, I like Spock. just all the ladies. Spock was great. Spock's my favorite. Man, rest in peace, Nimoy. I know. Rip. Oh man. That broke my heart. I was I was sitting at a Mexican restaurant when I and watching TV when I saw that he passed away. I, don't I was like, ah, oh, damn it. Damn it. And unfortunately, one of the celebrities in this movie passed away. We'll get to that. I'll I mean, stop if you, teasing everybody, Bo. I'm just, I love teasing people about these celebrity <laughs> cameos, man. Trying to stretch it. <laughs> no, we're not trying to stretch it. No, we're uh, just having yeah. some fun with people. We are. Got to put a little foreplay in there. What about the <laughs> Star Trek movies with Chris Pine? Oh, you mean like the reboots? Yeah, those. Hey, those, those are great. Those? I like them. Yeah, I have no problem with them, honestly. Yeah, they are pretty good. You ever yeah. seen a Horrible Bosses 2? No. Dude, he's in there. It's freaking hilarious. Oh, yeah, and really? Zachary Quinto was Spock? He was a pretty good Spock, One, two, to be honest. Nice. You think so? I think so. See, I haven't really seen the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies. Oh, and of course, that's right. J.J. Abrams. I haven't seen anything that he's made that's not like a pretty good movie. Yeah. J.J. Abrams director. He generally knows what he's doing. Yeah, he, he made Heroes. The Rocky. He, I mean, he didn't do Heroes. The Karate yeah, he Kid. Original Karate Kid. Wasn't he a creator of uh, Lost? He was. Yeah. Yeah. I heard he... Well, he was involved in the beginning, but he didn't stay yeah, on. Uh, oh, I see. Show. But yeah, Abrams, he is a good example of both the Star Wars and a Star Trek fan because, I th- at least in my opinion, he's done justice to both series. I like the uh, I like the sequel trilogy. Yeah, of course. I think uh, I can see the criticism for The Last Jedi, but I still like it. <laughs> oh, man, that's a whole other shit show, man. Like, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong. It's... Yeah, Who is it? Might not have done heroes. Yeah. I was wrong. I was wrong. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I might have been wrong too. Wrong, wrong about what? I thought it was a, uh, AJ Avidsil, Avidsil or something. AJ Avildsen? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, oh, it's not DJ. Abrams. It's a uh, John Avildsen. I think that's his name, right? Is it? I think damn so. It, we need to do our homework <laughs> again. again <laughs> well, well goddamn it! It's on the title of the episode that we did. I mean, shit. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing I looked because I was wrong about J.J. Abrams doing Heroes too. Oh. Tim Kring. See, see, now we're actually doing some fact checking. I should have oh, done this beforehand, huh? Yeah. See, now there we are. We are full <laughs> circle now. We have dropped the ball on fact checking once again. It's okay. Collateral cinema in action. We're only human. <laughs> No, no, we're not. We need to be more than human. Yeah, we need to be robots on this. We're, we're like calculating robots on this show. Like, not really. We need to be Stephen Hawking. We need to be superhuman. Superhuman. Superhuman movie analysis or something like that. I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> now, how did they get the floor plans to Skywalker Ranch in this? They have to go through a test, right, when they meet up with Rogue Leaguer. Oh, yeah, Rogue and Leader, and that's a hilarious scene. <laughs> I know, it's just a little girl. Ten year old little girl who happens to be Henry Knowles. Henry Knowles' niece. niece. <laughs> Henry Knowles, you. Uh. I can't believe you talked about J.J. Abrams and didn't say that he was the director of The Force Awakens. Oh, that's right. He uh, was, wasn't he? Uh, uh, I, I literally just talked about the sequel series oh, while you were on check. your phone fact checking. God damn it, Dakota. See, now now we were creating new problems for ourselves. Jesus Christ, guys. 
<laughs> but yeah, he did The Force Awakens, and he's going to do episode nine. Oh, that's and cool. I, I think he's still kind of heading the whole trilogy as a whole. But even though he had Ryan Johnson come in and do the, the last one. Yeah. Ryan Johnson, that's how you pronounce his name? Ryan? I b- believe so. That's the only way I've ever heard it. Oh, right on, right on. It's, it's like Brian, but without B. No, there's no B. It's Ryan Johnson. Uh, no, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's pronounced like Brian, but without the B. Yes. Okay, I got you. I got you. That's interesting to know. I always called it called him Ryan Johnson yeah. or something like that. I think it's Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Our rogue leader happens to be a ten year old girl who is the niece of Harry Knowles, yeah. who yeah, fuck that asshole. By the way, <laughs> he's he he's also a creepler, reportedly. Yeah, allegedly. That, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, we're we're not we're not gonna go around fucking making trouble for ourselves here, because homeboy is just right up there in Austin. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that is a short trip. <laughs> that is a short trip. It's like two hours. <laughs> yeah, no shit. But yeah, he actually puts them through a test, right? A fanboy's test, right? A fanboy's test. Well, what were some of the the questions that he asked them? Like what was the rebel call sign, you know? Oh, yeah, that's right. And uh, what is Chewbacca's home planet, the Wookiee's home planet, Kashyyyk? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually knew that one. Wow, really? Yeah. See, I'm not that privy to my Star Wars trivia, you know? I mean, I know some of the basics of it, but, you know, that, that's kind of the thing with me is that, honestly, I've never really became a fan fanboy for Star Wars or Star Trek. I could I could kind of go either way with it. I uh, I think it's time for you to leave now. Oh really? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. You want to take your shirt off? You want to take your shirt off? God. You want to take this shirt off? Asshole. You have been trying that Jedi mind shit on me since the eighth grade. It doesn't work. Oh, it works. Tell her, Windows. He's been geeking out with Rogue Leader all morning. <laughs> Nothing can tear him away. <laughs> ah. ah, I love the feeling of fresh air on my naked breasts. See that? Man's immune to sweater yams. What about me? I like sweater yams! <laughs> What'll it be, fellas? How much for the phaser gun? For the phaser gun? Sorry, Garfunkel. We don't hawk Trek here. Well then, Slim, if you don't sell the Trek, then why do you have a phaser gun in the case? We keep this one here to suss out Trekky bitches like yourselves and tell them to get the hell off of our land. So get the hell off of our land. Get the hell off of our land! Get the hell out of here! Now! Get out of here, you Kirk-loving Spock suckers! It's like, yeah, try me, y'all. Try me. I'm right here. Dang it. <laughs> Do you think we could make the podcast go on with that bow? No, he's nah, he's too important. <laughs> he's the host. Yeah. Uh, Who would do the editing? He's, he's the, sh- the show. This is his show. <laughs> this is everybody's show, I think. Wayne Wor- Wayne's World, sorry. Wayne's World. Nah. In the 90s we'll get into? We'll get into that movie eventually, I think. 
Hopefully. What, when Danny Carvey actually yeah. did something good? Oh, yeah, yeah back in those <laughs> days, right? Back in those days. <laughs> Master of Disguise ruined his career. Oh, God, it's so terrible. I think it ruined everyone's career. I think <laughs> if you watch it, your career's ruined, your life's ruined. Why do you say that? We're, we're trying to be good here. Positivity, Ash. Positivity where positivity is due. Yeah, and there's at least one scene where they... A couple of things. They have a peyote trip, and they also go to a gay bar, right? Yeah, they had a tire blowout on their way to Texas. And they meet one of our uh, people in this movie that we can't talk about yet. Yeah, do not talk about it. We already name-dropped one. Robert. Yeah, Robert. I blame myself. God damn it. (laughs) But yeah, they, they meet up with a certain someone who... May or may not be Danny Trejo. Uh, may as well just go ahead and say it. Because we all want to talk about this scene now. Yeah, this scene. Uh, yeah. And, and yeah, it's it's kind of funny to see Trejo playing a role like that. I mean, he's traditionally very, very much kind of a tough guy. He, even in some of the silly roles that he's had, he kind of plays that role. But, I mean, he, he's actually really perfect in that. So the fact that he shows up in a gay bar says nothing about him, right? Oh, man, that is... Oh, bad. no, of course not. Of course not. Why would it? Dakota. Yeah, this is 2019, Dakota. <laughs> yeah, it's 2019, Dakota. Everybody's what the fuck gay. is wrong with you? Everybody's gay, Dakota. Not oh, him geez. as a person, the act, the character. Oh, yeah, the character. Okay, yeah. 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 Fair enough. Fair enough, Dakota. You dug yourself out of that hole. Gay's <laughs> the new straight, bro. Where have you been? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and by the way, we do love our LGBT listeners, if we have any. Hey, man, love who you love. Uh Uh-huh, exactly. Everybody love everybody. But honestly, that's probably a good segue into talking about the celebrity cameos. Yes, Danny Trejo is one of them. He's at the gay bar, and that scene is fantastic. Let's talk about the scene. Yeah, yeah, with the peyote. He's the one that gives them the peyote, right? Yeah, he gives them the peyote. (laughs) That's right. The peyote scene, that's that's the best part of the film. Oh, yeah. That shit is amazing. Mixes it with a guacamole and they're just eating chips. Uh huh. It, it exactly. made me think of an episode from Workaholics. I remember seeing one where they're on like a peyote trip. Yeah, I, remember I think, it, I, think soon, I remember that one. Yeah, as soon as I saw <laughs> them on a trip, I was like, that's peyote. Straight up. <laughs> to see these oh, geeks that probably don't smoke weed very much, they don't seem the type or, or do any kind of hard drugs. More or less. But then again, I don't know. I don't think you've known the nerds that I've known back in the day. <laughs> Shit. I was collecting Pokemon back then. Mm-hmm. Collecting Pokemon and smoking the herb. Right? Yeah. Damn right. Waiting for those <laughs> starter packs to come in, right? <laughs> exactly. Although, I mean, I kind of preferred Yu-Gi-Oh myself. Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh. What do y'all know about Yu-Gi-Oh? Dragon Blue Eyed Dragon. Blue Eyes. Blue Eyes White Dragon. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Dakota. You don't know anything about that, do you? You you were you were born in late nineties. Why you call me out so much, Bo? Because <laughs> it's funny to me. <laughs> and you're the youngest one here. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right, man. He's legal. You you. He'll get better, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's legal, y'all. Yeah, that's right. He's at least legal. Legal age. Put on your big boy pants. Take off those <laughs> funny. Oh, sorry. Oh, what? Damn it. Are you going to take that, Dakota? Wait, like, take off your onesie? No. Oh. <laughs> Just kidding. Say something, Dakota. You posting up, Robert? Ooh. Ooh. 
God damn it. You're supposed to be my friend. <laughs> You're tearing me apart. apart. <laughs> Friends make you weak. Love is blind. Uh-huh. Love is blind. Yeah, William Shatner's scene is at the Star Trek convention, right? Oh, yeah. Because they, they inadvertently uh, run into the Star Trek convention because they were running away from Seth Rogen's character, right? The pimp, not uh, the Star Trek nerd. Yeah, well, two of them were. Two the other of them two were. from running from the Star the Trek. Two. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, well, so he's got they, two they, they, parts in this movie. Yeah, yeah, they they split they split up at one point and I think a couple of them end up with some hookers or something, yes. but they don't know that they're hookers. And so they escorts, Bo. Escorts. Oh yeah, escorts. Excuse me, everybody. Uh, that's where the pimp comes into play. Yeah. Because they don't pay the hookers. But I, I don't mean, know. Escorts. I don't know. In Vegas <laughs> Yeah, in, in Vegas, I mean you kinda have to do the escort thing. I would probably do it once in my life who knows but he's got a rebel tattoo and they notice so they try to get themselves out yeah by being fellow star wars fans and then they end up running from him anyway and then he meets up with the star trek fans that the other ones were running away from <laughs> it, it's actually on solo yeah that's <laughs> right it's actually a really really interesting scene and then seth rogan's fighting seth rogan yes oh that's so perfect and I, I love the Star Trek nerd that he plays in this. It's He's just so uppity about it, you know? I love it. And Jay and Silent Bob themselves show up in this movie. Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes. Yeah. I mean, they are fucking great as yeah, well, man. short amount of time that we're in there. Yeah, they did good. Which, yeah. interestingly enough, is a, just another pimp and his prostitute. Yeah. <laughs> That's where they play. <laughs> It's like, wow, this is the second time that we've had a major nerd figure play a pimp and one play a prostitute. It's like, goddamn. Hilarious. We call them escorts now, Bo. Well, I say prostitute. It's it's the same thing. It's a label, Bo. Uh, it's a label? Oh 2019, my, remember? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You think escort is more PC? Probably. I don't know. I would say sex worker is probably the most PC you can get on that. Sex worker. Escort, you don't have to know they're doing sex. Fair point, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> if there's any sex workers listening to us, you're free to correct us. <laughs> God. And sorry for calling you hookers and prostitutes. Kill us now. <laughs> Kill us now. Hey, sex workers, we love what you do. Yeah, there's <laughs> a necessity for them. That's for sure. Oh, this one. I mean, that if you're, is for sure. If you're on camera... We, we love what you do. Yeah. <laughs> and it's William Shatner that ends up giving them the floor plans, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's just like fucking icing on top. Yes, it was great because William Shatner cake. played himself. And so they knew who he was. And then they said, wait, why do you have the floor plans? And he's a secret <laughs> Star Wars admirer himself. Yeah, that's <laughs> hilarious. But he still wants to undermine George Lucas. Yes. That is hilarious. <laughs> that's the best thing ever. He's just trying that's to funny. undermine Lucas. That's the only celebrity cameo that plays himself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Carrie Fisher plays a doctor, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah she, she's the doctor that looks at homeboy uh, Linus uh, after he passes out, right, mm -hmm. in the mm -hmm. car. And then he makes out with her. Oh, yes. yeah, that's perfect. Because, man, may she rest in peace, but who wouldn't have made out with Carrie Fisher? I would Woo! have. If you had the chance. Come on, that's, that's, that's Princess Leia, man. Come on now. You want to talk about sex icons? Yeah, right. You're right. Uh, yeah, yeah, and the slave Leia 
costume does show up, and it's Kristen Bell wearing it. Yes, I remember. <laughs> at the end of the movie, they're at a Star Wars convention. No, no, they're at the actual release of the movie. Of yeah. the movie and That's then the last thing that they say before they cut to the credits when they're watching the premiere is, hey, guys, what if this movie totally sucks? Oh, yeah. Which oh. is funny <laughs> because it completely foreshadows, and I was waiting for this, the reception that Phantom Menace got. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it kind of foreshadows it a little bit. Of course, it gets a lot of hate, but I've heard that the majority of the fandom actually does love it. It's just the haters are more vocal. Yeah, that, that's pretty much Star Wars fandom in itself. We'll get to that here in a little bit. But, I mean, there's quite a few more people that show up in this movie. Like, Danny McBride is there. Oh, yeah. Billy D. Williams. Yes. Billy D. Williams. Fuck yeah, man. Billy D. fucking Williams. The man. So those are the two Star Wars cameos. And yeah. Darth Maul no. shows up. Right? And yeah, oh, no, yeah. There's oh, what's his name? Ray Parks. Okay, there's another one. Yeah, yeah another another phone drop. Jesus Christ, man. Making this a habit now. <laughs> yeah. And it was his phone twice. Both times. <laughs> it was Dakota's phone. Great job, man. Uh, but but we, we, we love our co-hosts here. That's for sure. <laughs> we do it for you guys. Yeah, we do it for y'all. The relentless bow. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we mentioned Danny McBride. He did a cameo in this. Um... Ray Park, he was Darth Maul, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, man, that's that's a really awesome cameo yeah, he's in got itself. A little platon scene he does too, right? Yeah, he actually does some mm. stunt work in this movie, Pretty right? Good. Yeah, that's when they're actually in Lucas's uh, office, and then th- there's that f- there's that standoff that they do where they're about to destroy like priceless artifacts from the movie, like, yes, like the original Yoda. The, oh man, Death that's Star another scene. heroes actor, right, Dakota? Yes, it is. Really, it's funny because he plays a character with like dual wielding oh yeah and he did that in this movie and in star wars so it's pretty funny he that's, doesn't need a stunt double that's do that. awesome he's a stuntman himself i think he'll do that at comic cons too that's cool that's what's up man seriously y'all want to go to comic con would be cool. i want to get press credentials and get a booth at comic con we man. should get a booth at, at, at elmo city comic con yeah or or even maybe we can even get a booth at sa japan San Japan? At San Japan? Yeah. Yeah, may- maybe do, like, per- Perfect Blue? Uh, what yeah. do y'all think? Some Satoshi Kone? Do y'all even know who that is? No, I don't. Nope. Bastards. Sorry. Call. I can forgive you, but these two <laughs> should know who Satoshi Kone is. You two motherfuckers right here. <laughs> I'll, I'll show you. I have sites to show you there. Definitely. Now... We were talking earlier that one glaring omission as far as the cameos is concerned is Mark Hamill. Yeah. I don't know if he was actually approached to do this movie or not. It would have been awesome to have him, Leia, and Lando in this mm, movie. Yes, this is Harrison Ford. I was about to say. Yo, we're yeah. asking, when is Harrison Ford coming Where is he? <laughs> oh, that would have been perfect. Perfection right there. Straight up perfection. But who would y'all have liked to see in this movie that's kind of even tangentially related to Star Wars fandom or just fandom in general? I feel like George Lucas should have been in there. You would think so, right? I was really expecting to see him. I I feel like he was probably planned to be in there, but they weren't able to make it work, so they kind of had to write in the phone conversation. Yeah. It, it, do, it does seem 
a little tacked on there. Yeah, of. yeah. I felt like he he was supposed to be in there. Oh, Leonard yeah. Nimoy would have been a good one too. Oh, he would have been awesome, <laughs> man. To have to have him uh, show up uh, after Shatner. Yes, <laughs> they showed up together. Yeah, that would cool. That would have been amazing. Honestly, or uh, Uhura, Michelle Williams, that's yes. her name? Yeah. or Michelle Nichols. Nichols, yeah. My bad, everybody. See, I'm not like I said. I'm not much of a, I'm not as much of a Star Trek fan. I'm not much of a Star Wars fan. I just, I gravitate towards both, and I get by. <laughs> I get by, guys. Well, both a straight up cinematophile, pure. Oh yeah, and I can totally jam the Star Trek and Star Wars movies. I can totally jam those movies like straight up. Like especially Wrath of Khan. Oh, that was a good one. That was pretty the cool. Voyage Home. God. Voyage Home. What, what was that? The one with the, uh, the whales? whales. Oh, I love 80s. that one. It's the most campiest one, but it, it, it's the best in my opinion. Oh, it is. It, it's kind of like how with uh, Friday the Thirteenth, like Jason Takes Manhattan, is kind of the best of that series because it's just so hokey and silly. And <laughs> New York shows up. Manhattan itself shows up maybe for ten minutes. Yeah, we only see. We see Times Square. Times Square, that's the only part we see, right? And then just alleyways. Yeah. yeah. I, I swear that that Times Square is the only, that, that sequence there, that's the only part of that movie where they actually stepped foot in New York City. Are the most secure buildings on Earth. The White House. The Pentagon. The Kremlin. And George Lucas's Skywalker Ranch. It started as the ultimate heist. Linus laid the whole thing out in fifth grade. What's your game plan? We storm the ranch or we die trying. This is a suicide mission. It will become the ultimate road trip. Trap in, fellas. It may be crazy. Yeah! <laughs> it may be dangerous. Gary Knowles. Which one of you is Windows? I'm Windows. <laughs> nice to meet you. Oh! Oh! Harry knows the kicking window But if you make the right connections, it's all there. Maps, passcodes. How did you score all this stuff? Are you kidding? I'm William Shatner. I can score anything. The possibility. You want to take your shirt off. As you wish. Warm. Touch private condo. Dude, get out of here. It's not a good time. The force is strong with me here. Are endless. Somebody tell me what the damn red button's for. It's light speed, kid. Light speed. Yeah. Punch it! Featuring Princess Leia, Lando Calrissian, Darth Maul, Shooter McGavin, the warehouse guy from The Office, the guy from Tropic Thunder, Jay, the guy from Die Hard 4, the hot chick from Sin City, and Captain James T. Kirk. Friend of yours? Fanboys. Oh, come on! Quick, into the garbage chute! I have a bad feeling about this. You guys don't think that the, um... We are in George Lucas's trash room. The walls are not gonna close in on us. Ah! Why? With the $5 million budget. Yeah, right. It's Which like you think you think the they highest one, right? say that again. Probably the highest budget of yeah. all the Jason movies. Yeah, and you would think that they would have scouted some locations in New York. Yeah. Other than Times Square, I mean, what did they think that people weren't going to recognize the damn city? It's like there's an MTV building right there. 
Yeah, especially, and that was still, like, 80s New York City, yeah. you know? Not as gritty as 70s New York City, but still, still, it was, like, New York like City. A, hey, you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. Uh-huh. <laughs> Have you anybody been to New York City? I would love to go. My sister's there been there. For a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. You've been to New York City. Yep. Ash and I went, uh, like, three or four years ago. Something like that. Nice. We were there birthday when I was there. Right before New Year's. Mm-hmm. Right before the ball dropped. But yep. we didn't want to be packed. No. No. I, I, I wouldn't show up to any of those New Year's celebrations. Just looks like a lot more trouble than it's worth. Cash said he was. Oh, He's I'm sure he was. Yep. I'm sure he was. Yeah, that, that that's our manager at work. I mean, he he's hails from New York City. I mean, yeah, we mentioned Mark Hamill. We mentioned Stan Lee. He would have made a great cameo in this. Yeah. Just, just even just show up just to say Excelsior for a second. Yeah. But, you know, I, I know that it's probably not entirely related to Star Wars or Star Trek or anything like that, but just because it has such a solid fandom, I would have liked to have seen Lloyd Kaufman in this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the founder and director of many trauma films. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like yeah, I know that Ash remembers Hectic Knife. Yep. Yeah, we did a review of we did a review of a trauma movie called Hectic Knife. Y'all can find it in season one. That was a lot of fun. That was my first uh, podcast episode with you guys. Yeah. I did the commentary for the room, and then I did that, and then my first night numbered episode was Rocky. Yeah, man, those were good times. It's like, damn, that's already months ago. I know. I know, man. I Where mean, we time go. The passage of time. Exactly. Passage of time. <laughs> theme of this movie. Yeah, and the, the ending of this movie is kind of bittersweet. Yeah. You know, I mean, Linus is dead, and everybody has kind of moved on in their own ways. Like, Kristen Bell and Homeboy end up hooking up, which, honestly, I thought that they were going to have Huntington's character hook up with So her. did I. Honestly. That, so there's a little bit of misdirection there. Not like new guy levels of misdirection, if y'all know what I'm talking about. The new guy, DJ Qualls. Yeah, I've seen that movie. Nope. Oh, man, that's a movie we're going to do on the podcast because that, that's a fun movie in its own guy right. Guy from Road Trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of great celebrity cameos in that movie as well. Like, that's a very interesting film. But once again, that's a movie for another time. Another time, y'all. Dude, this is how you do celebrity cameos. Exactly. Listen up, Master of Disguise. This is how you do <laughs> exactly, it. Exactly, Master of Disguise. This is how you do that. You don't get fucking Bo Derek. <laughs> who the who the fuck even back then would have cared who Bo Derek is? See, that's another that, that's another theme of our podcast. We talk about Master of Disguise too. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> becoming a worrying trend here. It's like we we, we got to find another bad movie to rag on. Sometimes like to know what's good. You have to know what's bad. But, you know, it's also like how Nietzsche said, you know, you stare into the abyss, the abyss stares back at you. That's pretty much Master of Disguise. <laughs> it won't leave us alone. No, it, it's, a, it's a specter haunting this studio. I, I, I still have traumatic moments from it. Every time I walk in here, I want to say, who's your daddy? Uh, like I said. I just knocked into the table. God damn it. N- knowing what's bad and recognizing it makes you appreciate the good more. Yeah. Movies like this, fanboys. It really does. And since this movie has come out, it's already been another 10 years since this movie was released. Star Wars fandom has gone through a lot of changes, right? Like, especially with the series coming back after Disney bought it. Like, that's the first big change that happened was Disney buying up the franchise. 
the the Force Awakens did really well. I think some people complained that it was too uh, parallel to yeah. the original to A New Hope, but to other people that that's what made it work. Like like for me, but then the Last Jedi is so divided. Yeah, we saw that together. Remember, fans are actually calling for it to be removed from the canon. Wow. Yeah. I mean, what's the point? Yeah, <laughs> I don't get it. And the the fandom's been so toxic ever since the prequels, actually. Yeah. Because you know you have people saying George Lucas ruined my childhood. Well, first of all, George Lucas created that childhood that you're saying was ruined. Exactly. He's the one who's responsible for that. It's his universe, and he can do whatever he wants. Yeah, with and, it. and you can use that argument with any. Uh, toxic part of any fandom that tries to say oh my childhood is ruined it's like no you're just resistant to change you're resistant yeah. to new ideas you know you're di- you're resistant to new uh, new portrayals in movies like this you know of different types of people yeah and sometimes it's not going to be exactly how you want it but i i think mainly that's not even the problem i think people just hate change yeah period Honestly. But, I mean, the thing is, it's not like the original movies aren't still there. You know? That's the thing about that. I mean, it's kind of the same thing with Ghostbusters. Like, we all know how that debate went down. Oh, Oh, we had to do that one. Oh, that was such a shit show. Mm. So many ways. I don't... It it was such an ill-advised movie, and not for the reasons that most of the knuckle-draggers made it out to be. And yeah, that's right. I said knuckle-draggers. <laughs> talk about the new one, the yes. reboot? Yeah, the reboot. The one with Melissa McCartney. Uh, yeah, the all-female cast. Yeah. She's actually a good actor. I, I like Melissa McCarthy, and, and but honestly, that movie was kind of... And honestly, that that cast could have worked it have. had it had the right Chris script. Hemsworth. Oh, yes. Yeah, Hemsworth is great. They he had really cameos is. in that one, too, of the original actors. Yeah, but it's like they should have cameoed as the original Ghostbusters, though. That yeah. would have been perfect. Of Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Bill Murray, yes. And it's Rick a damn Moranis shame. Come back. Say that again? At least have Rick Moranis come back, right? They did it one time. That'd be cool. Yeah. That would be great. That would be. Yeah, Rick Moranis. Like, let's say that he moved on to be like a politician or something. Like a, <laughs> something like important. a city. Like what? Something important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a city manager or something yes. like that. <laughs> or a city councilman. But he would still be pretty much the same Lewis. Like, straight up. Of course. Are you the gatekeeper? I was just about to say that. <laughs> the gatekeeper. Wasn't oh, he man. also in Spaceballs? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he's Dark kids. Helmet. That's Dark right. Helmet. And then, of God. course, Honey, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What was that one movie he did where it was like... What is it? It's like a shop with like a... Oh, Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop of Horrors. That's right. He was in that one. That was great. That's that's classic. And the final, the actual ending of that movie is pristine. They should never have changed it. Honestly, we we should do that one for the podcast. Oh, he was also like Barney and the Flintstones. Remember that? Really? The original Flintstones with uh, John Goodman. John Goodman and inexplicably Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't know why she was cast as Betty. That's miscasting all the way. (sighs) It's terrible. Now, if they wanted to really do some interesting casting, should they should have put Halle Berry as Betty Rubble. Oh, yeah, she, she was in there. That would have been forward thinking right there. But, you know, we don't have time for that bullshit, <laughs> apparently. Especially not in the 90s. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so, speaking of that uh, time period, how well do you think that 
that whole countdown to the Phantom Menace is portrayed here. Like, I'm especially asking Robert because he's the only one other than me that was round at that time. So, yeah, like, or at least here. That's why I looked at both of you. Just <laughs> yeah, I was that. around. I was three yeah, years old. You, you were probably at least aware of it. I couldn't wait for it to come out, too. I mean, I remember going to try to pick up a Darth Maul from, like, KB Toys or Target, and you just couldn't find one. Yeah, it, it was that was kind of the same thing with lead up to the Force Awakens. Like there yeah. was a lot of like Kylo Ren stuff that was gone already before gone the movie yeah. came out. Right? Yeah, I I grew up with the Phantom Menace and the originals together, mm-hmm. and then I saw two yeah. and three in the theaters. I'm old enough to remember the original cuts of Star Wars, and I'm old enough to yeah. remember going to Sears with my mom at the mall, and they would. They had the original VHS release playing of like Empire Strikes Back playing like on all these uh, the gold and silver editions. Right? Yeah, they'd be playing on multiple televisions, you know, stacked up and everything. And that was actually the first time that I ever saw the uh, fight between Vader and uh, Luke Skywalker on Cloud City. Like so that, that that's actually the first time I ever saw that. You know, the whole "I am your father." Empire thing. Strikes Back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like that's that was the first time I ever saw that scene. Yeah, I wish but, I could have been around for like the midnight releases for those movies that have been a lot of fun oh yeah because oh, i missed that movie theaters just do that the midnight yeah. releases now it's like seven on thursdays or something oh, what the fuck is that i don't know what changed Mid- there was something so special about being there at midnight waiting until midnight yes they had to wait yeah. off of school and this movie did a good job of that because they were like in the beginning when they had their party it was like six months ahead of time yeah and then later they go to the actual countdown and it, it, that was a really interesting time you know i mean of course, we we had no idea what what was going to happen with this movie. I mean, there there had been so much rumors and conjecture and all kinds of speculation over what was going to be in there that, you know, everybody was just really, really, really ramped up for it. And when when, when people walk, I remember walking out of it thinking it's a good movie. And even nowadays, I don't really think it's a bad movie to watch. It really isn't. I think any of the flaws people try to apply to the prequels. They forget that the original was full of flaws and plot holes, too. Exactly. But that's okay. It's good, you know? Yeah, Ch- chief being the whole thing between Leia and Luke Skywalker. You know, yeah. they, they yeah. kissed uh, in the original <laughs> movie, and then they're brother and sister? Hey, <laughs> at least yeah. it's not Game of Thrones, where they're brother and sister, and you already know that. And they're and just going yes. with it. Oh, God. They First just, episode. They just go with it. Fuck it. <laughs> I still haven't really seen Game of Thrones, though. I saw Don't the first it. couple it's a trap. episodes. What's up? Don't do it. It's a trap. You'll get sucked in. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. It, it's a really good series. I think there was a little bit too much explicitity. Yeah. You know? Kind of like they do things just for the shock of it. Yeah. It was kind of unnecessary, but, I mean, it worked. Yeah. Yeah. And it was yeah. a good show, good story. I like for it. sure. That's another fandom right there that really grew into prominence. And yeah. Especially the last few years. Last few, yeah, especially. And I, I don't discount it. I just haven't been interested in it. There's some good characters, you know. Yeah. Uh, Kit Harrington's character, Jon like, Snow. I watched like one episode of Game yeah. of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. And um, oh, who else was in it? Oh, Sean Bean, that it was. Once again, I'm going to go to Robert here. In hindsight... How do you think the way that that period of time is portrayed in this movie looks in comparison to no. real life? Looks about the same. The yeah. movie was like 2009. 
Yeah, and that, that was only 10 years removed, 10 yeah. or 11 years removed from the release of Phantom Menace. It looked too different because we didn't even get, like, iPhones till 2010 or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yes, the gentleman in the, in the beige. I was wondering, what did Sulu find in Captain Kirk's lavatory? Sulu clearly found a standard-issue Starfleet Z-23 personal refuse device. I believe it was a captain's log. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> a laugh a day keep the doctor away, everyone. We've been saved. Any other comic relief? Ah! They're still homeless out there. Hey! Yes, what? You, what? Yes. What is the Klingon translation for you're gonna die a virgin? Rachsil Manta. Yep, yep, that's what, okay. Hilarious, everyone. Looks like we got more Lucas Hounds here to mock Roddenberry. Congratulations, gentlemen, but I would like to see your Darth Vader take on one Borg drone. We'll see who's laughing better. Darth Vader could put the entire Borg collective in a vice grip with his mind. Uh, Darth Vader has asthma, so uh, name me one Star Trek character with a respiratory disease, because I'm drawing a blank. Name me one Star Wars character who's gay. Yeah. Besides you. Well, they know it's gay in Star Trek, so why would I even do it? Captain Picard. Okay, Captain Picard is not gay, he's British. Come on, make it so. Oh, well, I hate to break it to you losers, but Han Solo's a bitch. Oh, no. no I'm sorry, what, what did you just say? Is there a problem here? Yeah, there sure is, Spock. The Admiral here just called Han Solo a bitch. Good one. It's pretty strong words for a Trekkie. Okay, a Trekkie is derogatory at this point in the game. Trekker is what we're called now. Trekker. <laughs> Trekkie. What's with the man purse? Yeah. As I thought, scanner reads douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I mean, I think that there was uh, the first generation in like mid to late two thousands of iPhones. There so and those iPods. Yeah, there were iPods and then. Well, yeah, it was iPods. Later. The beginning yeah. credits, the movie says sent from my iPhone, so it must have been after the first iPhone. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I remember my first phone was actually an iPhone, and I was really? uh, twelve. Lucky, lucky bastard. Yeah, it was twenty twelve. You know, that's right. And you know, strangely enough. Apple fandom is its own thing as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm oh, part yeah. of that fandom. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a fandom in its own right. That's what's funny about that. But yeah, I mean, to me, all these years later, like it just ends up making me feel nostalgic first. But yeah. you know, also, like I said, I don't go one way or the other. Star Trek or Star Wars, I like them, so I don't really have a dog in that fight. I like them both. I. W- I have to say I maybe like, like Star Trek just yeah. a little bit more yeah. because it's a little more intellectual. And then Doctor Who, I like even more than that. But yeah, yeah. I I love all of them. I consider myself a part of all of those fandoms. I love a good sci-fi. There's nothing, yeah. you know, nothing wrong with that. Have, you, have y'all ever gotten into any type of hardcore geek conversations with Star Wars and Star Trek nerds I over any of this stuff? Yeah, it, it's best to avoid, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe on Reddit. Oh, yeah. I mean, Reddit, though, they have some subreddits that, you know, they very much criticize that toxic fandom, like Movie Circle yeah. Jerk. Well, yeah. I follow the prequel memes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You got to be careful on Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it, it's no 4chan, but there's some fucking unruly oh, yeah. people there. 
I mean, and sometimes the mods can be on point. Sometimes they can be a little, eh, just depends. R slash the Dawn will just still up. Uh, yeah, that speaks volumes, right? <laughs> yeah, but uh, anything's better than Tumblr now. Aww. Tumblr is the fandom site. What are you mm. talking about? They, no, they, they don't allow adult content they anymore. They took all the porn and all oh, the sex. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was huge. And now sex workers can't safely peddle their wares in yep. privacy and in peace. Yeah, I saw this it's one wrong. post where Tumblr had blocked out one of their own posts. Huh. It was really funny because they have like this terrible bot that's running the, uh, the adult content one. Yeah, that's Tumblr, crazy. it's just fandoms and porn. And they got rid of the porn. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what next? Are they going to remove slash B from 4chan? Because that would actually be a good idea. I I, I actually support that. (laughs) On second thought. Just get rid of the whole NSFW part. (laughs) Yeah, right. That or slash poll. Yes. Definitely slash poll. Oh, God. Uh, I don't spend any time on 4chan. I used to a few years ago before it became truly cancerous. Nothing good can come out of 4chan. No, nothing good. Nothing good at all. Now, what do y'all think is in store for Star Wars and its fandom in the next coming years? What do you think is in store for all of that? Haters going to hate. Haters going to hate? Yeah, you'll get those few that come out and they always say something. I think the next movie, Episode 9, whatever they call it, I think that'll probably be a little bit better received because you've got J.J. Abrams back as director and some of the problems that Last Jedi created, which I'll acknowledge are story problems, could totally not be problems depending on the next one's written right on and hopefully the fandom won't go completely apeshit over anything because in the end it's like what the theme song to mystery science theater 3000 said just repeat to yourself it's just a show and you should really just relax (laughs) just fucking relax people in the end yeah it's great to have these dialogues about the movies that we love the properties that we love but in the end we have to keep things in perspective yeah i mean you asked for the movie you wanted the prequels and here they are if you don't like them walk out the door exactly and and it's the same with the new movies as well which once again i don't really have a dog in that fight but i mean and i can understand why some people be opinionated about it but i can also totally understand how there could be a toxic element to everything here just be happy there still is more star wars that it's still going on you know be happy there's new content. And if you just absolutely dislike it, then don't watch it. Yeah, the Watch your original continues. trilogy yeah. and your favorite expanded universe components. That can be your own canon. That That's the whole point of the fandom is that you you watch all of it and you, you decide what you like. You're the you're the owner of that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the legacy goes on. It continues. Yeah. It's still going. So just watch it. Yeah, Solo, I mean, Solo flopped really, really hard, but I heard that it was at least somewhat okay. I mean, I it, liked had, it. it had reshoots out the ass, but, you know, yeah. never a good sign. Never a good sign at all. Spoiler alert. Han Solo <laughs> dies. Yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> How you guys doing? You guys doing good? So let me get this right. You guys wanted to see our movie early, for free. So you broke into private property, huh? And you tried to steal it. I, I, I haven't even seen the movie yet. Uh, sir, I understand that this looks bad. It looks like three to five years locked up for breaking and entering bad. That's right, sweet cheeks. 
By the time you all walk away from this, your faces are going to be shrunken and shriveled just like your one nut. What? How can you possibly know that? Oh, we know about your uniball. We know everything, Mr. Harold Hutchinson, a.k.a. Hutch, son of Gloria, humongous Rush fan. Dude, you're freaking me out, man. How do you know this? Because you have a Rush shirt on, dipshit. And because we have a dossier on every single one of you. No one move. Get your hands off the glass table. Hello, Mr. Lucas. Yes. I can hear his beard. Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say that it was a hole in my security, but how did you guys break in? I used a grappling hook. Was William Shatner involved with this? No, not at all. They said no. No, no one was hurt. Not yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very well. I've just been told that what I said earlier, I no longer believe. Mr. Lucas is touched and mildly flattered by what you have done here, and I have been informed that I feel the same way. So the charges are going to be dropped. Oh, yeah. That is, of course, if you are what you appear to be. What do we appear to be? Fanboys. Something we can easily determine with a simple quiz. What is the name of the planet that Leia gave Grand Moff Tarkin as the false location of the rebel base in episode four? Bantooine. What is the name of the gunner in Luke's snowspeeder? Dak. Where is a woman's G-spot located? What? If you were to ask a woman to perform a Mississippi handbag, where would your testicles end up? That's not a Star Wars question. I didn't say the nipples, I said the little bumps around the nipples. Yar, ar. That is not a Louisiana pile driver, but you wouldn't know about that, would you? <laughs> Virgin. <laughs> Virgin. Areola borealis? N near the uh, bumps? That's what you do, you aim for the eye, grab the lip, lead her around the room. Blinding the Marlin. God, you're sexy and well-versed. I like it. Oh! Okay, guards! That's what okay, that's All right, I got it. Hold it. it. Well, guys, I think now is the time to start wrapping this up. What is everybody's final thoughts? Let's start with Robert. Um, I just thought it was a, a good movie when it came out, and I still got my original copy right here. Yeah, you got the <laughs> original 2009 release of Fanboys right in your hands. And... I'm just glad I showed it to you guys. Yeah, and I'm glad, that, to see this. I'm glad that you brought it to the podcast. I mean, this is something that we kind of needed, you know? We needed to kind of address some things about, you know, Star Wars and its fandom. And it, this movie kind of relates to that in so many ways. And like, like I said, in some cases, it's even kind of prophetic with what was coming. Because, I mean, it was, it was very similar. That period before Phantom is is very similar to the period before Force Awakens. You know, that whole buildup. There, there's, I see a lot of similarity there. I can see the parallel. Definitely. Yeah. And, I mean, Ash, what are your final thoughts? Oh, man. I had a blast with this movie. It made me laugh. It made me tear up a little bit. And uh, it related to me on a personal level. You know, I, I've always been a geek. I've always been a fan. Star Wars is my shit. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I was along for the ride and I really enjoyed the experience. Right on, right on. And Dakota? Uh, just like The Room gave us an excuse. I'm sorry, The Disaster Artist gave us an excuse to talk about The Room. Uh-huh. This movie, you know, gives us an excuse to like nerd out, geek out, you know. Just in general, uh, right? Yeah. yeah. It was a good movie and all the cameos were every single time I knew an actor, I was like, oh, look who it is. It's William Shatner. You yeah, know? <laughs> that was awesome. Mind blown, you know. We were expecting some characters and we didn't get them, but yeah. it was yeah. all right. It was a good movie. Hell yeah, it was. I mean, I, I liked the cast. I also liked the cameos. I mean, Ash, you are totally correct. Master Disguise, this is how you do cameos. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Like, they have to actually be kind, even remotely related to what's going on in the movie. Yeah. And they have to kind of want to be there as well. Which you can tell that a lot of those cameos, they had a lot of fun. William Shatner looked like he was having a blast. Oh, yeah. Carrie Fisher, Billy D. Williams. Yeah, they all did. They all did. And, and I just love the story. It's, it's so bittersweet. I mean, it's focused on these friends who drift apart, and then, unfortunately, a bit of a tragic situation brings them back together, and they just make the best of it. See, that, that's life for you. Some people will say that the purpose of life is to find happiness, but sometimes it's a little bit beyond that. You know, There's yeah. things that connect us together that aren't always happy, and I, I think... To find uh, that purpose, to find that meaning, that's that's life. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, what Ash said. <laughs> well said. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I love this movie. I'm definitely going to buy it for my collection. And the next episode is going to be our one-year anniversary episode. Woo-hoo. Yeah, we have, as of January... I think middle of January. I'm not sure the exact date. I'll have to look on the Podbean page. Like we did Audition by Takashi Miike, and Love we're doing Takashi Ichi Mike. the Killer on this episode. And Ichi the Killer is a movie that you guys are going to love. Like y'all showed me uh, As the Gods Will. Beautiful. Which is an <laughs> awesome movie. And Takashi Miike, he nailed it on that one. He's a director with a very, very wide canon of films. Like, he literally has over 100 works. There was a period where he was making almost, like, 20 movies a year. Damn. 10 or 20 movies a year. Like, he's ridiculous. But his movies are classics in so many different ways, and Ichi the Killer is just a... It's pretty much like a grindhouse exploitation Yakuza movie. And and it is... It goes hard, y'all. (laughs) <laughs> it goes hard. I'm ready. Yeah. If y'all thought Audition was something, Ichi the Killer is something. My body is Reggie. <laughs> God damn it. But that's going to be a lot of fun. Like, who knows? Maybe we can even get Mr. Joseph Cantu on one of the mics. For Hopefully. If he's listening, maybe he could become be part of this. Since Just do some soft beatboxing in the background. The, yeah. the original... Yeah, he was he was he was on the original episode. Yeah, he was on the original episode. And we're going to go ahead and finish up here. Thank you for listening to us. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and anywhere else where you can find your podcast. You can find us on Chill Lover Radio, of course. And we are starting to push our Patreons in our Podbean Patreon account as well. On our Podbean patron, we have at least one commentary up for the room. I think it's like five bucks if you want to listen to it. Um, and if you wanted a free example of our commentaries, check out our Food Fight commentary. 
which we have for free in our season one lineup. And we're also going to start putting some more content on Patreon. We're going to, I think we're either going to do a video or a live stream first. That would be cool. Yeah, I mean, a little something something so that most of the people that follow us on Twitter can come and just hang out with us or something like yeah. that. Ask us questions, whatever you want. And we'll we'll get some more commentaries on the patron on Podbean. The, on the Podbean patron, yeah. Definitely. I really want to do Freddy Got Fingered with you guys. Yeah, that's definitely going to be a coming commentary track. Yeah. That's yeah. coming soon from Collateral Cinema right there, ladies and gentlemen. And hopefully we will have a wonderful 2019. Like, this is our first episode of the year, and so far I had fun here, guys. Yeah, yeah this was great. Hey, guys, uh, next week after the release of this, Collateral Gaming is also coming back, and we decided to kick it off with a collaboration with Collateral Cinema. That's right. We are going to be on the Collateral Gaming podcast on the mics this time. And it's going to be interesting. We're doing Infamous, right? No, no, no. Uh, Infamous is going to be our regular episode. Oh, okay. I decided to pick something that's both a movie and a game for that collaboration. Oh, that's right. That's right. And that's going to be Black Mirror Bandersnatch, which we're going to watch. I'm going to show you tonight, right after we wrap up Yeah, here. yeah, that's right. And I'm actually very intrigued by that. It's almost like a choose-your-own-adventure type movie. It's exactly you know, what it is. Which, honestly, is fantastic if you're a Futurama fan. You'll know the reference that I'm yeah. talking about. It's like, oh, my God, they actually made that real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, it's like, wow, choose-your-own-adventure movies. Who'd have thunk it? Check that out when that comes out. And then bi-weekly after that, we'll start releasing our episodes starting with Infamous Second Son. So, uh, yeah, guys, go uh, follow Collateral Gaming as well. Yeah, definitely. Follow them. Follow their Patreon. I'm sure they're going to start putting some content on there very soon. Yeah, we're going to get the Let's Play for Fable done on there. Nice. And then next we're doing Breath of the Wild as a commentary. So. That's what's up, guys. Well, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Ron Gordon. I'm Ashley Chancellor. I'm Dakota Chancellor. We are out. All music and movie clips are owned by their respective creators. Please don't sue us. We're poor.